This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. It's Wednesday, August 18th. I'm Rudy. My gardener must think I'm an alcoholic because he keeps asking if I want bush lights. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher. And every single day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. Today on the show, but that's not state fair. But first, ah, man, so many people saying what up. Uh, let's see. Jim Norder. Say hi to Kim at Gardner. What's up, Kim at Gardner? Hi to Kim at Gardner is the actual words that he wanted me to use. Good morning. What's up, Adrian? I said that very weird. Maximilian. Hello. Saying hi to people. What's up, Mira? Hi, Anna. Uh, first and foremost, make sure that you get your merchandise for a long walk to Cleveland. Like this nifty little coffee mug I'm drinking out of and my brand new sweatshirt. Find that at rudypovich.com. Also, a couple shows coming up Tuesday night, August 24th. Uh, I think I got like four free passes left for that evening. Uh, most people have uh, already texted me or shot me an email, but if you want, I got a couple extra passes. It's at House of Comedy. Uh, I'll be a part of their Tuesday night showcase. That's coming up August 24th. And then September 9th, they made the announcements yesterday, Twin Cities Film Fest, stand-ups and shorts, because uh, they're going to be doing this over at their Twin Cities offices, Twin Cities Film Fest offices inside of... Uh, West End over in St. Louis Park. Uh, we'll be showing a couple of shorts, my film, Raising a Daughter, and then I'll also be doing about 10 minutes of stand up. I think I get like 10 passes for that too. So if you want to be able to get in, just go ahead and drop me a line, man. Let me know. That should be a fun night. Uh, last night, yesterday was just a fucking hell of a day, man. Like it was one of those days where you're just like watching the work pile up and light loads for the last like maybe week or so so i've kind of been getting used to not having to like do a whole hell of a lot and then yesterday it was just like poured on man like one client sent me like 13 videos i had three podcasts that i had to uh put up there's like 15 different um uh you know like graphics that needed to get made for other people's you know comedy and podcast and it's just like shit i'm never gonna get out of it and last night i hadn't showered i hadn't done anything until like it was like 627 and I've been sitting at my computer all day which do you guys get that thing in your brain where you can actually feel your brain start to disconnect from the inside of your head it happens when you're just taking such a a long hub like just a stint of just like hours in front of this thing like it can't be good for you the the light can't be good the inside can't be good you know and your brain must just be going dude what are you doing to me why are you cooking us Can you please just like go outside and get some fresh air, garden, maybe mow the lawn, do something other than just stare at the goddamn computer all day. And uh, hi, Dave. What's up, uh, Kendra? Hello. How are you? Hi, Char. Good to see everybody today. Um, I, uh, as I can hear my dog barking outside. 
I uh, I had this uh, this moment yesterday where I was like, I got to get out of here, man. Like I was just like I was it was I could physically feel it on the inside. Like this is not this is not going to fare well. I got to get out, man. So I, uh, I I finally just like left the house. I'm like, if anything, just go for a drive. Just get the hell out of here. And I realized like I had kind of lost track of the week and I was like, oh, my God, it's Tuesday night. Shit. Tuesday night. That means I could probably run on over uh, to House of Comedy, Mall of America. I'm right down the street. So I bop up there. You know, they got I wasn't on the bill last night. I just kind of like showed up and they got a few wild card spots. If you want to show up and possibly get on, they'll they'll throw you in. And uh, I was uh, lucky enough. Mike Brody had said, yeah, man, won't you hop on up? And I was first out the gate, which usually I don't mind being first. I'd much rather not just to kind of like you can kind of get a sense of the crowd and you can get a couple of things that happen throughout the show just to kind of maybe make a reference to let the crowd know that you are on their side. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Mira, I can tell the live yesterday felt like we were an inconvenience. No, not at all. No, no, no. I'm always all about like, I think the stress yesterday just was just getting to me, man. Cause it was just like, I'm staring at just like a pile of work and the, um, the anxiety that like builds up because of it. You're just like, and here's the thing. I don't care so much about the work. I care about people's deadlines. I don't like to put people out. I don't like to make people wait. I don't like, I mean, Christ, I was like nine minutes late for a podcast one time and I fucking apologized for a month. I don't like to make people wait. I don't like to make people, um, you know, my biggest thing is time. It's not money. You'll, you'll get more money. It's always time. And I don't like to like waste people's time. So uh, my biggest thing, yeah. So yesterday, if it felt like that, I do apologize. See, I'm doing it again. But it was, um, it's just like the anxiety that is created by it because I don't want to like screw anybody over because people are waiting and sometimes they're very impatient. And I had this conversation with somebody the other day about, because, you know, I've been fortunate enough that I get to work with some celebrities and some are great and some are not so great. And some, I hope you never find out that I work for, but, uh, some are, uh, but some are very much so like, Hey dude, like we need this now. We need it. And, and it's not anything against them. It's just sometimes they're on a deadline. Sometimes you have to strike while the iron is hot. And if not, you you lose out on that opportunity. So sometimes you get a text message at like 745 at night and we're there at it's only 525. And even though you are on like the unwinding of the evening, they're like, dude, what the fuck? Can I get this in a half hour? And you're like, well, no, because it's it's time for me to like chill out. And they're like, sorry, dude doesn't work that way. Uh, Danielle, I totally feel the same way with deadlines at school. Anxiety and stress overload are real. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, Bethany, hopefully you get some recharge time this week slash weekend. Well, I'm going to Stephen Lynch on Friday night at the Varsity Theater. Going by myself because I'm tired of going to concerts with people. They fucking ruin my evening. I'm going by myself. So tomorrow or a Friday should be great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I had, uh, oh, so yesterday, so I'm like, God damn it, man. I really don't want to, you're just like getting so frustrated. So I just went up to the house of comedy and Mike had put me on. And then, so he goes up, he opens the show and it's weird. It's a weird night. It is as one person described it. Uh, this is like Sturgis where two gay guys and two black people had found their way magically into Sturgis. This is the, what, this was the weirdest night ever. Um, you know, God damn 
people arguing with management, getting tossed out. Mike's having to like postpone the show because people are getting thrown out and there's, you know, getting into fistfights with, with bouncers and Jesus Christ. It was just, it was nuts. And I'm like, and as I'm just like waiting in the wings to go on stage, I'm like, I don't fuck. Do I want to do this? Do I really want to go up and deal with this shit? No, like I just, man, I just want to chill. I don't want to go up and God damn it. I don't want to do this. But the the things, here's where like people, a lot of people talk about luck. I'm not a big believer in luck. I'm a big believer in uh, you get your ass up, you show up an hour before everybody else, you leave an hour after everybody leaves and that's how you become successful. That's just the way it is. And did I want to get up on stage? No, but because I didn't want to, it's like your brain is going, this is the thing that you have to go and do. So I, I got up and I'm like, I don't know if this is going to go well because these guys are already fucking weird and it is not, ugh, is this what I want to do? God damn it. But, uh, got up and immediately out the gate, man, was just like, I was just like, whatever you guys want, I'm on your side. Just let's just try to get through this. And lo and behold, man, turned out to be like one of my best sets I've had at House of Comedy. For whatever reason, man, like just everything just felt like it was firing on all cylinders, which is sort of a scary look into the future. If things are going, if things are only going well when things around it are really shitty, man, you got to try to balance that out, man. My God. Dave, people everywhere are all about more me now. It's getting weird out there. I agree, man. Last night, I was having that thought about last night about how, you know, we've been cooped up inside for so long trying to get through this pandemic and it looks like masks are back on the horizon and I'm sure that's creating anxiety with people and I imagine, uh, you know, it's got to be stressful for everybody. And then yesterday when we uh, we were at the show and I was just like watching just... I mean, there was one dude who yelled out, this is no shit. And I was just so appalled by this guy. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? This guy yelled out in the first like seven minutes of the show, enough with the gay jokes. And he's not talking, and this wasn't a gay man who was like, hey, can we stop making gay jokes? This was somebody who was advocating for gays. And I'm pretty sure the guy was like, hey, man, uh, shut the fuck up about gay people. I'm tired of hearing about it. It's like, so this is where we're going to start the evening out? Holy shit. It just, it, and, it, and it just got progressively weirder from there, man. Goddamn, some dude started a fist fight with Brian, the manager, and was like out in the hall. And like, you know, and Brian is just like the most, the nicest guy in the goddamn planet. And of course you have to fucking deal with these dudes. And the problem is these guys think they're helping the show. They think that what they are doing is hilarious and that what their commentary is Bringing the show to a whole new level. It's like, no, dude, you're a massive fucking distraction, okay? And then I don't get the the person who says, um, uh, hey, uh, person on stage, I'm going to raise my hand and stop for a second. I'm going to stop you because I have something that I need to know. But some dude just fucking raised his hand last night. And I was like, yes, can I help you? And he goes, have you ever heard the Blondie song and I'm like, you know what? Send me a fucking text message about it. I got shit to do. And I just turn my back. I'm like, I don't have fucking time for your dumbass commentary. A fucking, bl- what about this body? What about this fucking diminutive little dude in Chuck Taylors and a fucking Bucks hat makes you think that I know a song from 1979? N- there should be nothing. What the fuck guy? Shut the fuck up and let us do our job, please. 
it was so frustrating. But for whatever reason, man, like last night, just it, it was firing. It was clicking. Great, great commentary from the crowd, like very interactive. People were super fucking funny. I thought, you know, the dudes who like got kicked out at some point, I'm like, I get, you know, they were kind of being distru- disruptive. I thought during my shit, they were great. I liked hanging with them. But yeah, and luckily that's not what the shows are like there. If you ever plan on going to a house of comedy, but just like sometimes on a Tuesday, that's usually where the people, like the biggest drinkers are. That's where those guys come out on Tuesdays, man. You know, Fridays, I get, you know, maybe, it, it, but usually like Fridays are like, uh, drunk middle-aged women and bachelorette parties. Bachelor parties keep their fucking mouth shut. Bachelorette parties, not so much. Dude, just Google like, you know, comic throws out bachelorette party. It's f- all those videos are fucking phenomenal. Also, I should have brought this up. God, it just popped into my head now. God damn it. Um, yesterday, I was uh, doing some work on the About Last Night podcast with Adam Ray which I don't know if I got this line around. Let me see if I can find it for you guys while I'm sort of, I'll filibuster while I find it. But last night, uh, I was working on the About Last Night podcast with Adam Ray and Melissa Villasenor from Saturday Night Live is on this week's episode. The audio is out now. The video portion of it on YouTube won't be coming out until noon today, I believe. But so yesterday, this goddamn, this was so good. I was just like, I'm so impressed with Melissa Villasenor. She's the gal. If you don't know who she is, she's on Saturday Night Live, and she is the girl who did the Dolly Parton impression last uh, was it a few months ago, and it went viral. It was just like so amazing. And uh, she's on the show this week. She's a good friend of Adam Ray's, and this is so. Every week, you always do a cold open, just like a take a clip from the show and pop it into the opening of the show. And that way people kind of get a taste of like what's going to be going on uh, as they watch. But this is what we used for the cold open yesterday. You know, I'll do impressions of like little Mike, little Michael Jackson, you know, yeah. and his voice is so high. So high. Been the two of us need look no more. Now, hang on. I got to pause this for a second because I don't want to get booted off of the Instagram live feed. But Melissa Villasenor, I said yesterday, uh, don't. If you when they say like if you can't be yourself, be be Beyonce. No bullshit. Be Melissa Villasenor. She is fucking amazing, man. So good. We both found what we were looking for. Dude, it sounds just like Mike, does it not? With a friend to call my own, I'll never be alone. I got to keep pausing. I apologize. I just don't want to get booted off the Instagram live feed. I'm gonna explain why in just a moment. And you, my friend, will see you got a friend near me. <sighs> like that is not hard. It's not that hard for me. See, like, I can I can do Janet Jackson. Okay. We're coming from an escapade. <laughs> what the hell? Gonna find her from another day. I thought she was like, I'm gonna tip a bit lately. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, she's so goddamn good. I mean, just what a talent. What an absolute talent. So yesterday, we uploaded this podcast to YouTube. And immediately, YouTube's like, nope, sorry, dude. And we're like, what the fuck? Why why is this getting copyrighted? Like, what is, what's, why the copyright infringement? Why can't we upload this to YouTube? 
Melissa's impression of Michael Jackson is so good that Universal Music deemed it that they were using the actual acapella version of Michael Jackson's Ben. I should have put it side by side up to listen to it. I didn't even think about it till just now. I, you know what? Maybe tomorrow we'll do it. I'll put it aside. You can see how good it is. That's the first, That's the type of shit that folklore is made of. Her impression of Michael Jackson was so good that YouTube would not allow it to go up because they thought she was ripping off Michael Jackson. You can't say that about many people. There's not a lot of comedians out there. The only other person, and obviously and not in a singing aspect, but the only other person that I know of uh, is a guy by the name of Jonathan Kite. Jonathan Kite I did some work for during the pandemic. Uh, he was doing this show called The Lockdown Crack Up. And Jonathan Kite is also the chef. I guess the cook, chef, I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, the uh, Russian chef from Two Broke Girls. Dude is just a juggernaut of talent. So John's job is to, out in Hollywood, when guys like Jeff Bridges and Seth Rogen can't make it in to do ADR, which is like, sometimes during a movie you film, and they might get like a little bit of like a mic sound, or maybe there was a plane flying overhead. So what you do is you go into like a, a studio and you just retake the lines into a clean microphone, and that way they get the line clean, and then they just add it into the movie. When some of these guys can't make it, John's job is to go to the studio and do ADR as guys like Jeff Bridges and Seth Rogen. So you'll be watching a Seth Rogen movie, and Seth Rogen's face will like, you know, you'll see him kind of like turn away from the camera or something, but he has a line off screen. You know, Jonathan does the Seth Rogen voice. You don't even realize that's how that's how clean it is. That's how good these impressions are. You don't realize that you're listening to somebody else other than Seth Rogen. And I felt like as that like was happening unfolding yesterday afternoon, I had texted Adam. I said, dude, this is the type of shit legends are made of. Like one day you're going to hear a story about Melissa Villasenor and how YouTube, you know, legend has it that YouTube wouldn't let her upload a, an impression of young Michael Jackson singing the acapella, uh, acapella version of Ben because they thought it was actually Michael Jackson. Like that's the type of shit like, you know, stories are made of. And I said, well, what do you want to do, man? Because what happens is with YouTube is they allow you to either keep the actual song, you you can keep that episode up on YouTube, you just can't monetize it, or you got to cut it out and that way you can make some money. I said, what do you want to do? And he goes, oh, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, you fucking keep it, dude. You, this is, I mean, this is going to go down, man. Like, this is really like, that's what a testament to how talented you are. And he said, no, you absolutely 1000% keep it. You don't get rid of that. That's amazing. That's so goddamn funny. And she is just such a, she's got a brand new special coming out on Netflix. I think it's, uh, um, uh, what is it? Two weeks from now? I think it's coming out in two weeks. Um, she's also uh, going to be, uh, uh, she's got a, her own podcast, which I think is called Laughing at Myself. And then the next season of Saturday Night Live kicks up in just a couple of weeks. Um, you know, if I was going to give out like a, a recommendation on a podcast to listen to about last night with Adam Ray with Melissa Villasenor. She gets into some great stories about how um, uh, there are celebrities that come down to her office and hang out and they kick around ideas like her and JLo just sitting in an office and kicking around Saturday Night Live sketches the week that JLo had hosted and was the musical guest. Like great stories that you just don't get a chance to hear anywhere else, man. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just so... You know, over the moon about Melissa Villasenor. And I just, I love everything about her. 
And she's just so goddamn funny, and the impressions are great. And ah, yeah. So please make sure that you run out and uh, you check that out. All right. Uh, a question that I got last night, and I've been getting it a lot lately, and I figured I might as well just go ahead uh, and talk about it because I know that it's coming up. If you don't live in Minnesota, this might not ring as true for you. But if you do live here in Minnesota, so many people go goddamn bananas over the Minnesota State Fair. Is the great Minnesota sweat together, everybody? Fuck. Ugh. First off, I I hate that shit. I hate county fairs. I hate all that, like, especially, like, you know, you go to, like, the county fairs in southern Minnesota, and it's nothing but goddamn smash them up fucking car derbies and toothless carnies that are running the tilt-a-whirl. And fuck, what a mess. It's just, it's so gross and white trashy. Ugh. I hate everything about it. but we love to go to the state fair here. It's a big deal. You know, it's hundreds of thousands of people every day come walking through those gates and they make a goddamn big, it's the 12 best days of summer. Bullshit. Not if you're a media person, because that was the worst fucking part of all of it, man. The worst part. I had strep throat. Um, I was, uh, I was so goddamn sick. I had, I, and my old boss, ABC Radio, had made me go sit in, in our booth. And I'm like, guys, I really, uh And they're like, hey, man, you know, the last people to be out there from Saturday morning was the morning show. We haven't had anybody all day Saturday. Can you go out there Sunday afternoon? I woke up with strep throat. I'm like, you guys, I can't go. I am such a fucking mess. I can't. I, I, I just, I can't. I don't want to be around people. I shouldn't be around people because I'm going to be spreading this. And they're like, dude. If you can walk, we need you there. And I'm like, God damn it. So of course I fucking go to the stupid booth and I'm like, I don't want to get out. I don't want to go out and shake hands. That's wrong of me to do because I'm sick. And the whole time, man, you're like a goddamn fish in a fishbowl. People fucking throwing rocks at the booth and they're like, what are you doing? What what, were you too good to hang out? No, you asshole. I'm sick. I don't want to come out. And ask any media person who's ever had to go through that dumbass fair. It's the, it really is, man. There's some people who love it and there's aspects of it that are great. Uh, getting a chance to like, you know, meet listeners and shake some hands, have a drink, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, hang out, you know, eat a bag of uh, Sweet Martha's cookies. There's some good positive things that come about from the fair. But for the most part, it's a giant pain in the ass. I mean, we were lucky when I worked at Hubbard Broadcasting because they have a shuttle that's right down the street. And they would just bring you over in the shuttle and you'd pick it up, you know, every half hour. It'd bring you bring you back to the studios. You could get in your car. But if you had to go down there and park and then try to get to your, it's a, I mean, fuck, dude. It's like an hour and a half to get into the goddamn place, especially if you don't want to take a bus. And that's even an hour and a half. And I was just like, dude, I just, man, I couldn't go anymore, man. I was just so like frustrated with it. And I haven't been wanted to go in years. And Finally, this is the first year I'm not, I don't have to be down there. I don't have to walk through those gates. I have no idea when the fair starts. I don't give a shit when the fair starts. I'm, I have no intentions on going. I would much rather do the Renaissance Festival. Hands down. It's, uh, first off, way less people. Definitely not. I mean, it's still as expensive, but not as expensive. Maximilian, the fair is just getting too expensive. As I, as those words just flew out of my mouth. No shit. Um, it is, uh, it's just weird. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm glad I don't have to do it anymore. Uh, will I miss, like, you know, hanging out and meeting people? Yeah, that, that you do kind of miss that a little bit. That's always the best part about it. But 
oh, trying to like wade through people and it's just gross and babies and those smelly ass bathrooms and the overflowing garbage and fuck, dude. No, thank you. I'm done, man. I'm done. Renfest, I'm in. I'll, I'll go to the Renfest. I'll go down there and hang. And Dave asked, what about people watching? I'll do it at Renfest. I feel like it's, it's, it is much better people watching. Beers are a little cheaper. Lines are a little shorter. I'd much rather do that. Uh, Anna, I'd rather go to the dentist than to the fair. I agree. I'm so glad. And people are always asking, like, uh, huh? Bet you're going to miss the fair this year. Huh? You're going to miss? No, fuck no. I don't give a shit about the fair. Fuck the fair. I'm so glad that I don't ever have to go down there again for any reason. I hope I never walk through those doors ever again. Now, are the concerts fun? Yeah, every once in a while you might, you know, like my daughter saw Weird Al there. I took her and a friend to go see Jason Mraz. Like there's good memories about it, but I have no ambitions to want to go hang out down there. You know, I mean, just like for how crazy expensive it's gotten and just no thanks, man. You guys can keep it. Um, also, last year I did kind of laugh because... We were, it was the weekend of Labor Day, right? So that Saturday we go out and Char, love, love, love the Renfest. Great people watching and acts to watch. I agree. I'd much rather do that for sure. Uh, we have a shirt that says Rudy and I skipped the fair. Uh, dude, I'll make that. Shit, I'll just grab a white t-shirt. I'll write it on there with black marker and I will send it to you. And we can wear them both together for sure. Um, no, but last year uh, I had... Uh, we had to do the whole thing. You go down, you shake hands, you meet all the listeners and it's awesome. And everybody's great. And we, uh, uh, we basically at, you know, start at noon when you're in one of those booths for a radio station, you start at noon, you start every, and that's the way it is. It starts at noon. Then it goes till two. And usually by like an hour and a half, you know, it's time. People are starting to die down a little bit. You could probably get out of there like one fifty. Uh, but this was like the height of the show. This was a few years ago. This is like the height of the show, man. Like just, you know, ratings are through the roof and our listenership is just like fucking phenomenal. And the line is out the goddamn door to meet people. It really is, man. Like, and it's, and you start right at noon, dude, and it's nonstop shaking hands and signing pieces of paper and taking pictures. And you're kind of having to like move people along because most people just want to sit and bullshit about, you know, nothing. Hey, so you probably don't remember this, but you know, you guys were doing a topic the other day about, and you're like, Oh fuck. Oh my God. And you can tell the people right behind him are just like, could this fucking guy move it along a little bit? So you're kind of having to like take a picture, smile, move along, which you feel kind of like an asshole about, but you don't have a choice. You're never going to get through the day. So at some point it's like 150 and we still got 150 people to get through. So my, uh, the guy who used to like be our social media guy at the station, his name was Noah. And Noah had to basically go around and be like, all right, everybody, we got to fucking call it a day. I'm sorry that you can't be, the, you're not gonna be able to meet the show. Cause there's just way too many people. So, um, uh, we find it's like two o'clock. Everybody's like, fuck it. We're out. We, you know, pack up ship. We grab our stuff. We walk out of the fair. It's Saturday of, Le- of Labor Day weekend. I want to get the fuck out of Dodge. So I get in my car, drive up to my cabin and my mom's like, my mom gets there and she was like, how was the fair? I'm like, oh my God, man. It was just, it was so unbelievable. Like it was overwhelming the amount of like great people that were there and the people you get to meet. And it's just so much fun in the booth. And you know, the other aspects of the fair can kind of suck, but for the most part, it's, it's great. And my mom's like, how many people come there? I'm like, well, there was a line of like 200 people when we started at noon. And when we were done at two, we had to like turn away 150. And I bet we had probably met 
you know, 350, 400 people that day. And my mom's like, how long did people wait? I said, well, you know, probably 45 minutes to an hour, maybe. And my mom was just like blown away. She was like, what? Oh my, oh my God. Are you, are you serious? People wait that long? People, why would anybody do that? Why would anybody wait in line just to meet a radio person? I just, I don't understand. And my sister kind of like turns and goes, I don't know, mom. Maybe one of those radio people is your son. Maybe fucking, you know, be like, wow, good for you. Instead of just shitting all over it all the time. Which I was like, if that's any indication of like what families. <laughs> Think about your endeavors in life. That's dude, that's clear cut right there. But no, will I miss the fair this year? Fuck no. I'm so I, I'm so done. I don't want to go back. I have no intentions on ever going back. I have no idea when it starts and it doesn't matter because I'm not going to fucking go anyways. Even if I knew, it wouldn't matter. The only thing I'm going to miss about it is every year I like to go down and play the basketball game with the Carnies and win me a Wisconsin Badgers basketball. Other than that, fuck it. I'll order one on Amazon for 12 bucks and I won't deal with all the people. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher and every single day, 9.45 a.m. We go live on Instagram. Thank you guys once again so much. Like I said, merch is up right now, rudypovich.com. If you want tickets to those shows I was talking about, just hit me up. I'll get you on a uh, guest list and uh, we'll make it happen. But once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.